Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is episode 25 of the show about the show. I'm very pleased to be bringing you this late night episode of the show about the show. As always, I am creator and host of this podcast, Devlin Clark. This podcast is dedicated, just like everyone, to the memory of my dad who taught me to love baseball in all its forms. Got a got a pretty neat episode tonight. It is episode 25, and my guest tonight is going to be a star of the 1993 hit movie The Sandlot, Shane Obazinski. He played Tommy Repeat Timmons in the film. We uh, we're going to talk about playing Tommy in the film. What how he stays in contact with the cast, how he feels about the movie being such a gigantic hit, and what he's been up to since. It is the 25th anniversary of the movie The Sandlot, and I am joined now by Shane. How you doing tonight, Shane? Very good, man. How are you? I'm doing really, really well, man. This is a big thrill for me. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the movie. Do you, I mean, do you guys... You're too kind. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So let's go back to 1993. Kind of talk about how you got the role as as Tommy Timmons in the film and and how that all kind of unfolded. Absolutely. I um I basically just tried out. I, I live in Florida, so uh, my mom drove me out there. I get, I tried out. I believe I tried out in Miami, and um, I got a call back. And I went out and tried again, and then I got the big call that said they're going to fly me out to L.A. and give it one more shot in front of the bigwigs. And from that point on, the rest is history. We, uh, myself and several, several other boys went out there, and they narrowed it down to the nine of us, and that's the nine you guys know and love. Well, I hope love at least. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, when you – what was the process like? Because I've read articles that this was the first movie for a lot of the actors in the film. Was this was this your first movie? Um, it wasn't my first movie, but it was my first movie where I would need to be on set for the entire time. I had done um, some other films before that. I believe I did Matinee before that with John Goodman. And sure. uh, yeah, I, I I can't remember the time frame. That, that, those three years for my life was, although I was young, was pretty hectic. But that was my first time being on on a, a movie set for. Well, we filmed it over three months, and that's the uh, first time I was a part of something that big. The other roles were just small roles in and out one day, you know. Sure. Now, when you so you get on set, you know, and you guys are playing in an actual sandlot. Obviously, you guys are filming. I believe David said it was in Utah that you guys filmed most of the movie, but it was supposed to be set in the San Fernando Valley. What was exactly. it like to be able to just play baseball the entire summer? Well, that's that's kind of the coolest part about it. I mean, we, you know, once they they narrowed it down to the nine of us boys, and they put us in a room and and. We were friends. We were, we were buddies off the bat. And uh, we went to like a baseball training camp and we spent 
a lot of time together and we, and we became, you know, really close friends. So when we were filming the scenes where we're playing baseball and just kind of hanging out, we were very lucky that that's kind of just how it was. It was just all of us having a good time and hanging out. There was uh, seldom experiences, at least for myself, where it actually was, was work and it was, you know, uh, you know, trying on you to, to get the part, you know, the, the shot right or whatever. But majority of it was us just being ourselves and having fun. And, you know, sometimes when we're just goofing off and, and hollering and yelling stuff, that's just how we were right there in the moment. So it was awesome. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the role specifically that you got. You don't necessarily have a starring role in the film, but you definitely, I think it's fair to say, have a comedic role in the film. When when you were when you were auditioning for the movie, was that the role that you was that the role that you had always kind of went for, or did you go for a different role and you were given the role? No, that's actually a great question. Um, when we when I was trying out, I had tried out originally for uh, Scotty Smalls, and I know back then there's there's stories and, and and things I've heard that they were going for a younger cast, and uh, for whatever reason it it changed from from my understanding at least it changed while we were trying out that they were going to go for some older kids to to fill in these roles instead of kids that were younger, so that got me out of the, you know, the, the role of trying out for, you know, Scotty Smalls. And then that turned sure. into me trying out for, for Tommy. And, and and that's what worked out best for everyone involved, including myself. So I won't complain, but yeah, it was a, it was, it was a good process how, how we all did it, how we went through it. So I won't complain. It was awesome. Now you guys, you guys had, you know, one of, there's so many iconic and legendary moments in that film. You know, Squints has quite a few. Benny's got a few. Han's got a few. It seems like everybody has a few. Is it fair to say that when you, when people find out you're, you were in the movie The Sandlot, they ask you about Minnie Mall's prefabricated treehouses and getting blown up in the treehouse? Those are, that's, those are pretty much the things that come up. Of course, when, you know, you say you're in the sandlot or when someone finds out you're in the sandlot, if they don't recognize you off the bat, then they immediately want to know which character you played. And some of us are are still to this day very recognizable. You know, Patrick still looks, you know, you can't can't deny it's him when you see him in the street. And Squints, Chauncey looks very similar. He's got that same smile still. But once, you know, they find out we're a part of that movie, they want to know who. And from that point, then they get their memories and they get their their their, their thoughts and their quotes in line, and it's that's the questions from that follow. So it's a lot of fun seeing people discover, you know, who they're talking to, and, and it's 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 pretty cool. So this this is the 25th anniversary of that movie. Does it feel like it's yes, been sir. 25 years since that came out? It doesn't, man. Like I remember when we got together for the 20th anniversary, <laughs> almost right? five years ago now. We we got together. We went yeah. to Utah. We did a bunch of appearances, but the first time we really all saw each other again was at the Sandlot, you know, for the 20th anniversary. And yep. at that moment, it didn't really seem like 20 years. And we 
you know, back then we were saying, okay, well, we're going to do this again in five years, and then we'll do it again for the 25th. And that almost seemed like yesterday. And now we're getting ready right. to do it again this summer. So it's, uh, it's, it's crazy how, how much of a roller coaster that this has been considering it's 25 years old. It's still, it's still part of my life every single day. And it's, I'm very grateful, but it definitely doesn't seem like it's been 15 years, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember in 1993, I went, I went and saw that movie with my dad in theaters because we were both giant baseball fans. And man, I, when I, when da- when I read, when I was going over my notes for my interview with uh, David, he, and mm-hmm. I found out that it was the 25th anniversary. I was like, man, I feel old. I remember seeing that movie <laughs> in theaters, you know? Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. Where I'm, I'm 35 now. The other guys are a little older than myself, so yeah, sure. it kind of makes me feel old too. I mean, the uh, the movie helps me feel young. People still talking about it, and people still caring, and it's, it's it's such a part of people's lives. It's it's very flattering, and it's a good way to to keep you feeling young, I guess. Uh, I think David one time, and I'm not going to quote him perfectly, but he told me that we are. Uh, kind of immortalized in in that that state because there was never really a sequel. There was never really, you know, he, he I believe he compared it to the Harry Potter movies where the, they saw the the audience saw the characters grow up and they they grew with those characters. And with us, we're a part of you know, a lot of people's lives and, and they they have that movie in you know in their home. They share it with their family, and we don't get older. We're always the same age to those people. So in some way, it was very poetic that when he said that we're immortalized in that state, and that that definitely always will make me feel a little bit of young, no matter how old I am. Absolutely, and the, and what a great sentiment! What a great sentiment and a great. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your uh, brother in the movie. Um, you have you have Timmy and Tommy. So, what was kind of the backstory for Timmy and Tommy? Obviously, you you played Tommy, and you were kind of the repeat. And mm-hmm. Victor was kind of the older brother. He played, he played uh, Timmy. He was he was kind of the, you know, the older brother. And you kind of seemed like you're maybe kind of the tag along, trying to get your older brother to notice you, kind of deal. Tell us a little bit about the uh, dynamic of the two brothers. Well, I, I definitely in real life he is. Uh, I think he's two years older than me, maybe just one. And back then, I mean, I've always been short. I'm 5'5 five, five now. So back then for being 10 years old, I was shorter than the average 10-year-old kid. So it wasn't that I was physically looking up to everyone, but, but him playing my brother, I was looking up to him. And, and he's, a, he's an awesome dude to this day. Him and me are, are, are very close. And uh, back then, it, I was playing the younger brother. So he was he had a more dominant role for, for the movie. And, and it was easy to just tag along with him in some capacity because I knew I was in good company. And as I said, when we were practicing and and, and rehearsing for the film, we all became friends. So in, in some aspect, you know, back then, you know, we were brothers, we were brothers in real life. And uh, just recently I had to uh, go through some old photos for, for uh, something for the Sandlot coming up this summer. And I found a bunch of old photos of him and I just hanging out. And and I don't remember hanging out with anyone else as much as I did with him. So uh, the dynamic, I guess, in real life 
was portrayed on screen, which we got very lucky for because he was the older brother. He was the older everything in real life, and I looked up to him. So I was in good company for sure. Now, I'm sure you, you know, I'm sure being in that movie, you know, you probably probably know a lot of the lines and everything like that. What's your favorite scene in the movie, Shane, and why? Oh, my, my favorite scene. Uh, I don't like to narrow it down. I, I like everything in the the, the uh, treehouse we did. Uh, maybe for selfish reasons, just because being in the treehouse and being a part of that was so cool. Um, right. From a viewer point of view, you know, when Benny, when when Babe Ruth comes and visits Benny in his bedroom and and gives him that motivation, that that pep talk to get the job done, that's a that's yeah. a really powerful scene, and I think it gets more powerful the more you watch it because you can you can really see the meaning behind it, what it would do to a kid in real life if something like that happened, or even if it was, even if it was a dream, who knows what it was. But that, that seems very, very cool to watch. And I hate to narrow it down, but I, I mean, those are probably my, my two favorite scenes, you know, one for selfish reasons and one from a viewer point of view. And for those of you who may not be as familiar with the movie as the rest of us, the scene he's talking about occurs near the end of the movie when the main character Benny the Jet Rodriguez is visited by Babe Ruth, and the lines that Shane is talking about are uh, Babe Ruth says, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Follow your heart, kid, and you'll never go wrong. And that was, was, was that, was that in the original script, or was that something that was written in the last minute? Oh, I, I can't answer that. Uh, I, I only assume it was in the original script, but I honestly, I honestly okay. don't know. I wasn't on set for that scene, and okay. I, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, roller coaster scene. It's uh, it's it's not always the most visually pleasant scene to talk about, but it definitely is one <laughs> of the more humorous ones in the film. Walk us through that scene. Huh. Well, I remember we all. We all got, you know, word we were going to go out and do this ride, and we were going to, you know, film the carnival scene. And we got there, and and I can only speak for myself, but I know I wasn't the only one that was looking at that ride and was a little intimidated. And one of the beautiful things that make David not just the, the great director he is, but a great person, is uh, he took all of us aside one by one and asked us privately if we were okay with getting on the ride and doing the scene and, you know, to make sure we were comfortable, you know, so there wouldn't be any fear and let, let us know he was there for us. And uh, I remember I was scared. I'll, I'll admit it. I was 10 years old looking at that thing, thinking I was going to die. And however he said it, I was fine. I, I wasn't worried. And uh, we all did the scene. And some of us got to, to wear the little hose on the side of our face. They got to shoot the throw up. Unfortunately, I didn't. I only got to wear the throw-up. But uh, we uh, went outside and filmed the scene where we uh, chew the big chief. And uh, we get on the ride and have some fun. It was good. It's definitely one of the more memorable scenes in the movie, I would say. I I, I think so, too. I'm sure you've probably already heard this before, but uh, the 
if I remember correctly, I think I, I was corrected just recently, but I'll go by what I remember. The uh, the Big Chief was actually black licorice and beef jerky, and they mixed it all up and Ooh. I guess shredded it up for us. So when we okay. got a you know a mouthful of that, that was that was pretty gross. So it was we were halfway <laughs> ready to throw up before we even got on the ride. Right. I think one of the other um, really, really iconic scenes in the movie, especially kind of for me personally, and I, I mentioned this when I talked to David and we both agreed that this was our favorite scene, is the uh, 4th of July night game. Especially, I mentioned, you know, especially with Ray Charles being one of my favorite singers and him putting oh, yeah. the music there. Talk to me about that scene. Oh, and the, the cool thing about it, for me, I just remember us going to the sandlot at nighttime, and they had the, the lights to make the reflections on our faces and, you know, all, all the, the get-up to you know, simulate the fireworks for, you know, the shadows on the ground and stuff. And we got to pretend for the whole night we were looking at fireworks going off, and and it was it was cool. I remember he told us a little bit about what the scene was going to be, look like when it was completed. And I can't remember if he told us about the music or if there was the music playing or something. I feel like I remember the music being a part of that scene, but I could just be totally wrong. And that's just one of the, one of the cool ways he was able to capture something again, pretty powerful for something so simple. It, a lot of it is the musical choice for that scene, but it is, it does sum up, you know, summertime with kids and, and everyone having a good time. That's just a that great scene. Absolutely. That scene, that scene to me kind of speaks to what America is. It's, it's families, it's parades, it's the 4th of July, it's baseball, it's, you know, Absolutely. it's Americana. And before that, you know, before that scene, we're all, you know, in the uh, block party getting, you know, some hot dogs and we're just, you know, grabbing some snacks before they play nightball. And that literally is, that's, you know, old school America. That's the, the beauty Absolutely. of how things were back then. And, and he was able to capture that and show people what it's going to be, how how it should be, you know, forever. And it doesn't actually say it in the movie, but the year that the movie takes place in is actually 1962, just to kind of give the listeners a time frame. And you're able to figure that out if you listen really carefully in the start of the movie. Um, David Mickey Evans, as older as grown-up Scott Small, says that it is the season that Dodger Maury Wills breaks the stolen bases record, which was 1962. So let's talk about the other really, really, really famous scene in that movie, and that is the swimming pool scene. Set that oh, scene man. up for me. Tell me, <laughs> tell me what you remember about that. Tell me, uh, you know, tell me about uh, just everything you remember about that scene. Oh, that's that's a that's a that's a heavy scene, man. That's a there's a lot of moving parts in that scene. I don't remember how many days we were at the swimming pool. I, I feel like it might have just been one. But I remember, and, and all the boys, and I'm sure David, they might have even mentioned it. But we were in the middle, it was the middle of summer in Salt Lake City. Or we were in Ogden, maybe. I don't remember. Ogden or Salt Lake. And uh, the whole summer was really hot, you know, as expected summertime, you know. 
And that yeah. day, the one day where we had to, you know, film the pool scene, it was freezing. And, uh, for example, when Wendy pulls, a, you know, squints out of the water and we're all standing around him and we're hoping he comes back to life and all that, in the background, you can actually see us and other people shivering because it's so cold. Okay. And, uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that scene, that's the first thing I remember when I think of the pool scene. But um, Squint has some good stories. I'm sure you'll talk to him. I don't want to ruin anything for you. But um, about how he got prepared for, the, you know, that whole situation. But uh, sure. it, was, it was a fun scene to film. And, and, and the beginning was us just playing in the pool. And then it, it turned into work. And then it was us playing in the pool again. It was uh do you, do you think that's the most do you think that's the most recognizable scene in the movie? Um, to me it's either that scene or the scene where the opposing baseball team rides their bikes onto our field and sure. uh, their leader the and then hand get into yeah. that, that back and forth yeah. and then of course you play ball like a girl. Right. Sure. Those two scenes are the ones that come up the most to me as far as, hey, remember that scene? How was that? And, and those ones are pretty sure. pretty good fan favorites. I remember I was interviewing, um, and this is, for listeners who haven't listened to it, check out episode 20 of the podcast. And that is my interview with David Mickey Evans, the director. And David was telling me, I asked him about the pool scene story, and he was telling me that, uh, Chauncey Lapardi, who obviously played Squints, uh, he said that Squints would ask him every single day. He would bu- he would bug him for day after day after day. David, when are we going to shoot the pool scene? When are we going to shoot the pool scene? And uh, he finally, the day finally came, and he said, Chauncey, we're going to shoot the pool scene today. And they went and they shot it and they did everything. And uh, you know, he said he pulled Chauncey aside and said, Okay, the only thing is, is you have to keep your tongue in your mouth when you're kissing Marley. <laughs> so they do the <laughs> they do the scene, and uh, and uh, I think I think this kind of speaks to the kind of the humor that the whole film had, but also that Chauncey had. He he told uh, David recalled the story that you know that that first take was the one that that was played in the movie but Chauncey David said that Chauncey told him David I think I can do it one more time I think we can do better than that so that's that's true absolutely <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah okay so you guys are actually doing a tour on the 25th anniversary this year, talk about what you're yes, going to do and then what you're going to be travel where you're going to be traveling to because this is kind of a big thing. Uh, it is, and actually, uh, we knew we knew from the reception of the 20th anniversary, it was going to be the 25th was going to be a bigger deal, and and we're very uh, very lucky and happy about that. But um, it turned into something pretty big. Um, this weekend we're in Chicago, but it's not technically part of the tour. Um, I believe the tour starts the first week of April, and I believe that it coincides with uh, the first day. I think it, I think it coincides with the theater. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So um, that's kind of when I think it officially or unofficially starts off, and 
I, I, I know they're still working out the exact dates for, for myself at least, but we're going to be at major league ballparks all across America from here until late August. And uh, I know that they're trying to work in uh, another event at the actual Sandlot, uh, which would be in August. And uh, the people in Utah are already working really hard to get that done. And uh, they did a great job last time. I know they're going to do the same thing again. And uh, we're, we're going to be everywhere on and off. And uh, it's all Major League ba- Baseball parks. And I, I honestly can't wait. It's going to be insane. Now I saw on Twitter um, something that you're gonna be. You mentioned you're gonna be in Chicago. It's gonna be you and Victor and Marty who played Yeah Yeah and Chauncey who played Squids. Is that correct? What do you guys tell? Yes, tell sir. people what you're doing in Chicago. Um, we're gonna be at the. Uh, I think it's the Rosemont Center, which is right outside of O'Hare, right between downtown Chicago and O'Hare Airport. It's like a convention center. It's gonna be a big sports show. Us, Dennis Rodman will be there, Hakeem Olajuwon, Ozzy Smith, some some serious serious uh, athletes will be there. And uh, is there anybody? Uh, myself and yeah, the three others will be there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Is there anybody? Is there any professional athlete that's going to be there that you want to meet? Ah, uh, Dennis Rodman's pretty tempting. Uh, for the 20th anniversary, we did a Sports Illustrated cover. And it was, you know, where are they now, 20th anniversary of the Sandlot. And he actually ended up making the cover in the end. And it was him on the cover, Sports Illustrated. And we had the big article in the middle. So I've always, since that moment, always wanted to meet Dennis Rodman just to kind of see if he remembers sharing that, you know, magazine with us for that, that month. And just besides that, just because he's, he's awesome. He's the man. But he's probably the, yeah, the main he, one for me. There's a ton of people there, some great, great people, but he's the one that sticks out personally for me. It'll be a good weekend. I think it's a pretty cheap show to come to, so, yeah, it should be good. How often do you stay in contact with your castmates from the movie? You mentioned that you're close with uh, you're close with Victor, but what about some of the other guys and even, you know, kind of extending to David? How often do you guys see each other communicate? Uh, well, Victor, Marty, and Chauncey, and myself, we see each other, honestly, every four to six weeks. Um, Brandon, who played the Nunes, um, we haven't seen him in probably two or three months, but we see him every now and then out on the road. Um, the rest of the guys, I honestly haven't seen since the 20th anniversary. Um, David and me have stayed in contact little by little throughout there, because he lives in Florida and I live in Florida. But I haven't sure. seen him in, in uh, at least a, uh, two years or so. But um, we all, whether it's through people, you know, situations like this, or just just because, we all stay in contact a little bit. But the last six months, maybe to a year, myself, Victor, and Chauncey have been together quite a bit, and we've had a good time. And, and we're hoping – we're hoping that will continue, and we're hoping everyone else gets on board and, and spends the summer with us because that would be that would be the best way to celebrate the 25th anniversary is to spend one more summer together. Absolutely. We got a, Shane, we got about two minutes left. I know it's almost 11 o'clock Eastern time where you're at. Um, 
So I'm going to give you the last couple minutes to kind of say anything you'd like to listeners and also to fans of the movie. You can promote anything you want. You can talk about talk about anything you want. Um, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, man. Last two minutes are yours. Oh, well, first off, I can't thank you enough. It's, it's very cool what you're doing. Uh, very cool you're helping us celebrate uh, this crazy movie that, that turned into something bigger than we all ever thought it could be. Uh, as far as for myself, you know, I own a restaurant now in, in Tampa, Florida, so I'm pretty easy to find on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. So feel free to reach out and contact me. I live in Florida, so, um, yeah, I'm here at the restaurant a lot of the time if I'm not out on the road or anything. Um, besides that, anyone else who's been a fan of the movie or just a fan of baseball in general and helped make this movie what it's become, thank you. And I'll speak for myself, but I know none of the boys would disagree with me that it's the people that have shared this movie to their kids, to their, you know, their fathers have shown it to them and they've shown it to their kids. And it's, it's a generational movie. And it took me a couple of years to understand the power that this movie has. Cause you know, I'm from an outsider point of view, but it's, it's incredible. And, and the fans have been great. And I meet people, you know, almost every day who are thankful for, for do for what we did, and that's the best feeling, one of the best feelings I've ever had. You know, just knowing that I'm part of something that's part of someone's life, whether they watch it as a Christmas movie or they watch it for the baseball season or they share it with their kids or their friends. I've heard some incredible stories, and those are the, those are the things that make it what it is, and that's I'll forever be grateful for that. You know. Thanks, everyone, and thank you, sir. That's all I got, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a great way to wrap up this episode. Shane, thank you so much. You are the man. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Take care, buddy. Thank you so much. You too, thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Sandlot star of the movie The Sandlot, Shane Obazinski. He played Tommy, repeat Pimmons in the film. They are doing the 25th anniversary of The Sandlot this year, coming to a Major League Baseball ballpark and stadium near you, so be on the lookout for that. Like Shane said, it is going to be from basically uh, April uh, opening day from when the movie came out to about August, so make sure you check them out at a ballpark near you. You know, he's the second person from the movie that I've talked to, and I never, ever get sick of talking about this movie. I absolutely love this movie. It is my 100% my favorite baseball movie of all time, and I hope to have some more of the cast on coming up in the future what a great, great experience, and, and th- a big thank you to Shane for um, coming on the show. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. I'm done for the week, so it will probably be next Tuesday or so before I throw you guys a new episode. But you guys have a great day, and we will see you down the road in podcast land. Thanks, everybody. Take care.